This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Zillow.com. Hey, podcast listeners, are you looking for ways to boost your business and expand your network? I want to encourage you to check out what advertising options are available to you on Zillow.com. If you haven't checked out Zillow in a while or maybe never have before, please send an email to keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. That's keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. And one of Zillow's team members will be in touch with you to see the options available in your market as well as learn about their new products and tools to help your business grow. Again, that email address is keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name, as always, is DJ Paris, and I am your guide and host through the show. Uh, Today, we have our newest monthly series, Insights with Zillow. Now, everybody listening knows about Zillow, and they know that Zillow is at the forefront of the home buying and selling process here in the digital age. For example, currently, Zillow is averaging over 190 million unique visitors to their website every single month. That reach is incredible, and they've become experts at buyer and seller behavior because of the sheer volume of users on their website. And this means that they have insights based on hard data, not just theory. And they're going to talk about some of these insights here on our show. We couldn't be more proud and excited to have Zillow as our guest today. Representing Zillow is Chris Lapp from the corporate partnership team on the West Coast. I've personally known Chris for several years. He's a fantastic resource to listen to and also to help agents take some of these Zillow insights to increase their overall real estate production. Um, But let me tell you a little bit about Chris uh, before we get started. So Chris uh, Lapp has been with Zillow for four years. He serves as the corporate partnership manager. In this role, Chris works with some of the largest and most strategic real estate brokerages across the country to drive partnership opportunities with Zillow. Chris has a doctorate degree in the field of communication and has years of experience coaching agents and brokers nationwide to implement best practices and strategies for online lead conversion. Uh, Welcome to Keeping It Real, Chris, once again. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, DJ. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you and your listeners today. I'm excited for our conversation. Yeah, me too. I um I mean, things are so different right now than they were pre, uh, pre-pandemic, of course. And I know here in our local Chicago market, of course, we have listeners all over the country and even in, in other countries. Um, but here in our local Chicago market, boy, I mean, with rates being where they are, uh, with inventory being low, there's just this explosion of activity. And our realtors are actually busier than ever, which um, you know, is, is a good thing for the real estate market. Um, and I'm sure, I know you, you guys have seen a, a huge growth with your own website numbers as well. But last time, right. you know, we, we met, uh, we discussed a broad overview of Zillow and some of the free things that agents can do to build their brand. And I want to encourage our listeners, if you missed that first episode, the best way to find it is you could scroll through if you have a podcast app, just look for the last Zillow episode we did. 
But the other way to do it is you can actually visit our website. So if you go to keepingitrealpod.com and you scroll all the way to the bottom, we have the Zillow episodes in its own category. So if you scroll to the bottom, you can see the different uh, categories of episodes we do and we have that that one there. Um, But we also discussed, uh, in addition to some of the free resources, we discussed your advertising platforms for agents and ways that they can connect to consumers through Zillow. Um, Today, I I thought it would be a good to take some time to dig into what Zillow has learned from maybe the best ways to be successful with online leads. And I know there's a lot of people out there that claim to be online lead conversion experts. Uh, It's kind of like SEO experts or search engine marketing experts. There's a, there are a lot of them and it's not always clear who actually knows uh, the best possible strategy. So we're going straight to the source. Um, and curious if you guys have created resources around figuring out best practices for online lead conversion. Yeah, so again, very excited to be here. And when it comes to the topic of online lead conversion, we have learned a huge amount about how agents can be successful with online leads. So uh, really when it comes down to it, we have the greatest visibility into seeing what works and what doesn't work with online lead conversion. And as we all know, especially in times like this with COVID, the importance of agents having a dynamic online presence has never been more important than it is now. And as I'm sure many agents know that are listening, there usually comes a point in an agent's career where their own network isn't enough, right? They need, they want more connections. And I'll often say to agents that Zillow is in the handshake business. Although I guess that example doesn't work so well with COVID right now. Um, But what I really mean by that is that we introduce agents to consumers they would have never otherwise known expanding their network, right? And if you happen to be one of those agents who comes to advertise with Zillow to expand and to grow your network, what you find is that when that phone rings with a prospective buyer who, let's be honest, you've never met, and oftentimes that call comes in at the moment that you least expect it, the way that you handle that first call and that first impression is of utmost importance and will be the make or break moment. And unfortunately, oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, by by all means. Yeah, I was gonna say, unfortunately, agents are often trained how to engage a face-to-face client, but many agents don't have the specific training for how to engage an online connection, especially in that first moment. And we have found through lots of research that there are successful ways, fairly simple ways, but successful ways to steer the conversation as well as certain pitfalls that are important to avoid. So can can, can um, we dive into some of those best practices and and maybe things not to do as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But I want to say this is when we were compiling our learnings for how to be successful, uh, just a bit of background, we poured over vast amounts of data as well as conducted, we conducted in-depth interviews with more than 50 of the top converting real estate businesses and teams across the country who are top successful agents on Zillow. So we met with their teams, we did a deep dive into their sales process, we listened to their interactions with clients, all with the goal of uncovering the proven best practices 
for online lead conversion. So we distilled our findings into what you can actually find it online on our website for agents, the conversion playbook. And so that's what I want to dive into. And I think that you're going to find, again, some simple yet insightful ways, specifically in our conversation today, really want to focus in on that very first conversation, that very first interaction that a consumer has with an agent on our platform. And for all of our listeners, the conversion playbook link is going to be, if you're listening to this episode on a podcast app, look at the notes. There'll be a link to it there. If you're watching it on Facebook, go to the comments. We'll have it listed there as well. So you can follow along. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. And I want to just quickly mention that it is, Chris said, you know, hey, not only do we have all this great data internally that we've collected on consumer behavior, we also reach out to some of these top converting teams and, and brokerages across the country. And it's really kind of, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, it's so amazing that these top producing teams are often the m willing to share all of their, uh, I don't want to call them secrets because I don't think they consider them secrets, but they're willing to say, here's exactly what I do. And that's the whole purpose for our show is we reach out to top producers and say, how'd you do that? And it's amazing right. to me that very rarely does anyone ever say, you know, I want to keep that one more close to the vest. So I'm glad that they're sharing it with you so we can then share that also with our right. audience. Right, right, right. So uh, I guess just to start this conversation, uh, I think, I think an important thing to kind of catch people up on is uh, how a lead comes to an agent who is advertising on Zillow, right? Yeah, so, that, yeah um, it's a great, great point. Let's, let's start with somebody visits Zillow and yeah. then they, they express interest in connecting. Yeah. So very you know, high level, it's, it's pretty simple. When a buyer is looking on Zillow, let's say they find a home they're interested in, 123 Main Street, they're, they have a couple options. They can either fill out information and click contact agent, it's a little button on the listing, or they can click schedule a tour. And what I first wanna focus in on for the sake of our conversation majority today is when an agent or when a consumer clicks contact agent. And we can talk just a little bit about schedule a tour here in a little bit. But again, when someone clicks contact agent, our connections team is going to confirm that they're interested in buying and that they want to talk with an agent. And if we have that confirmation, we're going to pass it along to an agent. And if they say they're not interested for whatever reason in buying right now, what we'll do is we'll still pass the lead to an agent, but we're going to do it as a nurture lead that will show within an agent's inbox and they can follow up with that at a later time. But connections, those are those live transfers. And in the world of online leads, these connections are the highest quality connections that you're gonna find. So again, it's transferred right through contact agent, our team uh, validates that and then sends it over to an agent. Great, and then when that agent, so the, the agent could receive that information as a live transfer phone uh, call yeah. as well. Uh, could, yep. it also, yep. could it also be an email? What are the distribution methods? Yeah, so it'd be a text message or a live transfer phone call. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So, once, so once, once an agent gets connected, so an agent then receives yeah. that text or phone call, yep. um, and then, then what's sort of the, what's the best first thing to do once they get that person on the phone? Right. Okay, so full disclosure, I am not a big fan of acronyms, uh, but 
for for uh, for everyone's sake to make it easier, I want to use an acronym so that the listeners can really remember the most effective way that we have found through our research to engage a consumer on that first call. So ready? Here's the acronym. ALM. A-L-M. Stands for appointment, location, and motivation. Another way to think of it is the first three questions to ask on a call. So when that call first comes in, you don't want to think three questions. When would you like to see it? What other properties would you like to see? What interests you about these properties? Again, what you're getting to is you're getting to the appointment right away, you're getting to location, and you're getting to the buyer's motivation. And we found that ultimately you want to be short, you wanna shift away from specific property questions and focus more on the person, and you really wanna to work to give them what they want. And it takes discipline to zero in and focus on that first call to only these essentials, but we found that doing so significantly increases the chance of turning that connection into a client. And so appointment, when you say appointment, we say, okay, great. When would you like to go? So the first thing you do is you want to secure that appointment. And that in many yeah. ways might, might be counterintuitive to, to an agent listening, thinking, well, no, no, first I have to build rapport. I have to right. find out if they're qualified. I have to make sure right. that, you know, and, and, and I know that, and Chris and I have talked for years now about this. So this, this is not our first conversation, but it might be our listeners first conversation. So you might be thinking, wait, wait, shouldn't I, shouldn't I qualify? Shouldn't I build rapport? And what, what the research shows is, and in many, maybe in other types of lead sources, that would maybe be the, the best approach. But for this type of lead, these are people that have already raised their hand uh, and said, I want to go see that. And yep. you want to honor that request and, and just get that out of the way uh, first, correct? Yeah, exactly. I think maybe a helpful way for your listeners to kind of grasp this is just like I'm not a big fan of acronyms. I'm not a big fan of role-playing calls either, but uh, I won't make you do it, DJ, but I just, for the sake of illustration, I'll just kind of go back and forth here. I just want to give the listener a sense of kind of what we're finding. Now, full disclosure up front, no call actually goes like this. Sure. We could only wish for it to go like this, right? But I want to give the listener a sense of cadence and a sense of direction of what we are, what we're saying when we're talking about these three questions, right? So let's say the phone rings, you know, you as an agent on Zillow, you've saved that Zillow number in your phone. So you know that when your phone rings, it says Zillow lead, right? So you want to do what you can to answer it. You pick up the phone and uh, you know, the consumer says, you know, hey, this is uh, uh, John Doe. I'm interested in 123 Main Street. First things first, introduce yourself in a professional way, right? Like, hey, this is Chris with Main Street Realty. How can I assist you? I know that sounds so basic and so elementary, but you would not believe how many agents will answer those Zillow calls simply just going, hello, hello. Wow. Are you there? Right. And so again, something so basic as a professional introduction. And you know, they say, Hey, I'm interested in one, two, three Main Street. You say, Perfect, John Doe. When would you like to see it? Oh, uh, you know, like maybe 3 p.m. tomorrow. Perfect. Let me ask you, are there any other properties you're interested in? 
Well, you know, there is that property on uh, 10th Street, uh, 484 10th Street. I like that one. Okay, great. What is it that you like about these properties? Well, they both have a pool and, you know, three bedrooms, three baths. That's a minimum for us. And we really would like that pool. Wonderful. So here's what I'm going to do for you, John Doe. I'm going to go confirm that appointment at 123 Main Street tomorrow at 3 p.m. I'll call you back as soon as I'm able to confirm that appointment and be on the lookout for a text message from me with my contact information. Look forward to talking to you soon. So now, I, want, I wanted to, to, point, to pause for a second because I noticed one thing that you didn't do. Um, and, and I want to make sure that I, I understand this and our listeners understand it. So Chris had asked, okay, are there any other properties? And they said, actually, there is another property. And then you said, yeah. great, thank you. And then you said, well, what is it about these properties? So you got a sense of what the person's looking for. But then you went back to the appointment and you said, you know, yeah. the person raised their hand for this one particular property. And, and I'm guessing yeah. the thought process, let's get that one scheduled. We can always schedule the other property later. Is, is that my understanding? Yeah. Again, the idea here is you want to give the consumer what they want, right? Whether we like it or not, online consumers are trained to get what they want when they want it. And so you want to, your motivator in that conversation is simply to give them what they want. Right, so you are going to be laser focused on getting an appointment to that property. Now, there's a lot of unknowns that, you know, there's so much information yet to find out about this person and we're going to find it out. But again, on this very first conversation, it's laser focused, give them what they want, get off the phone quickly so that you can go to work to make sure you can get it for them and then call them back. And that's when we can talk about some of the other things. So we, we want to we get off the call as quickly, uh, but also as, as respectfully as possible by literally right. just saying, you want to go see this? Great. Let me set that up for you. I'll call you right back. Hey, by the way, are there any other properties just so I can get a sense of, of, of what else you might be interested in? Okay, uh, great. Now I have an awareness of that. I'm going to call you right back. Let's get that first one scheduled or, you know, and yeah. then, okay, and, and off. And then you're, you're hanging up. Exactly. And, and here's what you have in your tool belt now. If you get off the phone and find out 123 Main Street isn't available, right? For whatever reason, it's not available. You now have another property they're interested in. You also have some of the things that they like about that property so that you can go to work to find something similar. So that when you're calling them back, you're making sure that you're offering them something, even if it's not the thing that they want. You have an alternative in their back pocket. Well, that's a really smart point. So you identified a secondary property if they if they knew of one in that first call, yeah. and you're using it as a almost in, in some ways as a backup on that callback yep. in case the property is yep. and maybe maybe the property isn't even maybe it's still available maybe isn't available at that particular time and say okay well we have a few other yep. options on. Uh, but oh, by the way, there's this other property I know you're also interested in, or based on what you told me, I came up with a few ideas. Um, quick question. Yeah. How quickly should that broker, once they have that initial phone call, identifying the, the primary place, the primary property the, the, the consumer wants to see, how quickly should they then be getting back to that consumer? And should they identify that time frame in the first phone call? Like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go now. So I'm going to schedule this for 9 a.m tomorrow, like you suggested, like you'd like, yeah. I'm going to call you. How quickly do you have, a, do you guys have any best practices? Obviously the faster, the better, but is there a, do you have any general tips on how quickly to call them back? It, what we have found is that you really want to just make sure that you're keeping the consumer in the loop, 
right? There could be a number of factors outside of your control or really anyone's control as to when that property could be shown, right? But the most important thing is when you get off the call right away, you're the first thing you're doing before you're even picking up the call, the phone to see if you can schedule that appointment, you're texting them your contact information right oh, away. Great. And then once, once you have, once you've texted them your contact information, then you can go back and give them updates. You know, hey, uh, it's been two hours, haven't heard back. I'm, I, I'm still looking, I'm still reaching out, I'm working to get that appointment for you, right? You're keeping them in the loop so that they know that you're on top of things. That's what consumers wanna see, is they wanna see that somebody is there to work on their behalf to give them what they want. And you just said something really important. I want, I want to go back to you. You hung up after the first call and you immediately texted the person, Hey, great chatting with you. So Mr. Mr. John, and I am in the process of working on getting that, uh, that appointment scheduled. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, and I'll be keeping you updated uh, along the way or, or however, or here, by the way, here's my contact info if you need it. Um, that's yes. a huge thing that I suspect a lot of, uh, agents who are working with these type of leads neglect to do. Um, so this, this is a, another way that you're professionally following up and, and keeping the person engaged. Yeah, exactly. And, and as we all know, uh, we live in a world now where people almost text first before sure. they engage on a phone call. And so again, if you're able to open that text line of communication, it's just going to expedite the process as you continue down the road to build a client relationship with them. So, so we just talked about things that you should do. Are there things that, that you yeah. should absolutely do not do uh, in, in these first phone call? Yeah. So I'll just hit you with them. There's four things that we have found that are pitfalls to avoid on that very first conversation. Now, let me just be clear. It's the very first conversation, right? right. So the, on that first conversation, it's important to avoid asking them if they're working with an agent. Secondly, well, hold on. I want to say that is, oh, yeah. a, that is a big thing you just said. So this yes. is going to be, there, there's going to be two things that I think agents are going to want to ask on the first call. Number one, are you, are you pre-approved? And the second one yep. is, are, are you working with another agent? And maybe those, maybe I just jumped ahead a bit, uh, but, yeah, yeah. but those, I did. And I apologize. Those, those are no, two it's things. Totally I, fine. Yeah. And I, I know those are, everyone is going, wait a minute. I, but I need, I need to know those things. <laughs> Right, right. And look, we know that agents have a lot of strong feelings about this. Again, because we've been trained to do things a certain way. Yeah. But the thing that we have not been trained on is that online lead conversion, specific engaging the, the consumer's mindset who are engaged in an online platform. And that's what we have to remember is that their mindset is different. Put yourself in the shoes of the consumer. Imagine being that consumer, right? And what we find, again, here's the four, ready? Are you working with an agent? Finance questions, detailed questions about the property. And lastly, the ins and outs of how buyer's agency works. Those are the four. So you want to avoid those if at all possible. Now, naturally, sometimes those things will, the consumer might bring up some of those questions, right? So you kind of have to improv and kind of work with it as you go. But what we're finding is this, is you want to make sure that you're just creating the, an easy experience for the consumer to get what they want. If you find that you are asking these questions, for example, are you working with an agent? Uh, are you pre-approved? 
what you're doing is you're putting some barriers in yeah. front of the consumer and for an online consumer that frustrates them. And that's just a, makes it that much more difficult for you to be able to turn that connection into a client. So again, these are important questions to ask, no doubt. But we find on that very first conversation, stay away from it. You can begin to kind of get more insight with them when you call them back with a scheduled yeah. appointment or when you meet them face to face. I'm almost wondering too, if the consumer does say on that first call, okay, well, I want to go see this property and you've, you've, you've done your ALM and you've, you yeah. know, you, you have your information and they go, Hey, by the way, um, and, and they want to start asking additional questions. I, I, my, yeah. my thought process would be, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Client, that those are awesome, uh, incredibly good questions. And I cannot wait to answer those for you, but I really want to make sure this property is available at the time you suggest it tomorrow. So yeah. We're, if it's okay, I'm going to call you right back as soon as I confirm that. And then we're going to go through yep. those more specifically. Would you agree that that was, is that what you would recommend? 100%. Because here's part of the problem. As I mentioned in the beginning, this phone call is often coming in at a time when you least expect it. Right. right? And so, I mean, you could be, you know, walking down the street and all of a sudden your phone rings, you're not in front of your computer, but you want to be able to take that call. And if you focus on those three questions, you're able to do it. And if they start getting into property specific questions, the reality is they probably know more about that property than you do, right? For they've sure. been staring at it. They've been flipping through every photo for the last 10 minutes, right? They've read everything down to the tax records on the home. So they know way more about that property than you do off the top of your head. And if you're able to simply go, you know what? You asked some really great questions. Let's get that appointment set for you. And to be honest, the best place to get a lot of these questions answered is going to be at the property itself. So let's get that appointment. We'll get all those questions answered for you. Again, it's a simple, simply deflecting back to the appointment. And is there anything after the call, after the appointment is scheduled, any specific practices that, you know, we talked about texting and your contact information, anything else that, that comes to mind once you get that appointment scheduled uh, to help the, the agent find more success? Right. So again, as I mentioned before, confirm the appointment, text your contact information right away. Uh, that's first. Second, make sure that you're calling them back with a set appointment at a property, even if it's not the one that they reached out on, right? As I mentioned before, you're gathering that information to do what you can to give them an appointment to a property. Um, another, you want to make sure that you're reminding them continually about the upcoming appointment via text message. And the last one is my agent. So this is a, uh, a, a service on Zillow that we started a couple years back. And what this does is instead of having a consumer, like John Doe, he's looking up a home and he, he finds one he likes, contact agent. He goes to another property, he likes, contact agent, contact agent. Before you know it, he's reached out to 10 different agents on 10 different right. properties. Sure. We have created, it's called My Agent, and it helps to make sure that they're only connected to one agent on Zillow. So what that means is the first agent that John Doe connects with, they create what's called a my agent relationship for 30 days on Zillow. Meaning that anytime that consumer goes on Zillow, the agent that they were connected with is the only agent that will show on any listing for 30 days. So that will always drive them back to the agent they were connected with. Now, if they want to expand that relationship beyond 30 days, they need to do the equivalent of like the Zillow version of a friend request on social media 
that will allow them to expand that relationship into months and years. So again, my agent is going to be one of those things that they can do as they nurture the relationship to ensure that they keep that connection with that consumer. And this is a really, really big deal because we know that well, we would assume that that consumer is clicking on multiple properties. Of course, buyers look at many different options. Um, and and back before Zillow uh, had this technology and, and thought to, to integrate this, and we think back to even like services like Craigslist, which they don't, they're, they're more of a classified system. And, uh, and, you know, somebody might be reaching out to five or six classified ads, and now they are talking to five or six agents. But on Zillow, you guys have, have figured that out so that they're only going to that one particular agent for up to 30 days or, and then possibly exactly. further if they want to continue yeah. that relationship. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a really, really big thing. I, I want to make sure that our, our listeners know that because I don't want, um, you know, that's something new that I'm just learning about Zillow is, and it's nothing I hadn't thought about, but that is a really, really important point is that if that same buyer goes right. on, they're not going to be speaking to another agent 10 minutes later, unless of course exactly. they somehow used a different email address and a different name and a different phone number. And right, right, right. That way you, you could, tr- yeah. they, but that's probably unlikely to happen. Um, I also yeah, want to. Nobody's go, thinking about doing that. <laughs> I also want to want to go back, to, and if they're thinking about doing it, you know, then maybe that's not a not the best lead for for an agent anyway. But but right, I want to go back right. all the way to the beginning when you said the consumer goes on the website, they click contact agent. But you also mentioned clicking schedule a tour. Um, can you talk yeah. a little bit about what that process is and and how can agents handle those types of leads? Yeah. So this is a little bit different. And this is a bit of reverse engineering, right? Instead of you asking the consumer right away, hey, when do you want to see it? The consumer's already told you when they want to see it. So when they click schedule a tour, they're able to look right on a calendar and put in the date and the time that they want to go see that property. So even though it's a bit of reverse engineering, the goals of converting them into a client are going to be the same. And that goal is securing a face-to-face appointment as quickly as possible. So, uh, Again, another acronym, I, I, you know, I, I don't like it, but it'll help remember. So uh, the acronym TOUR. So the T, take a moment, check your schedule. When that new tour request comes in, you're going to want to pause, check your schedule, confirm whether you or if you're on a team, a team member is available to meet at that desired time. Only accept tours for the times that you can support it. And It's okay to accept a tour request without knowing in advance if the home is available. And if it isn't, it's okay. You can reschedule with the consumer. So again, really focus in, check your schedule, make sure that you or a teammate can accommodate that request. O for tour, organize the showing, right? So once you accept the request, Zillow is going to let the consumer know that you're working to confirm the tour. So you should immediately check, see if the home's available. And if it's not, see what it, when it can be shown and reach back out to the consumer with those times. Again, what you don't want to do is you don't want to reach out to a consumer without the next step already thought out for them, right? Like you don't want to reach out back and say, hey, it's unavailable at 3 p.m. Right. The end, right. It's, hey, it's not available at 3 p.m., but I was able to secure it for 6 p.m., Right. Now, do you, the you, do you recommend, oh, I, I'm sorry, Chris, I wanted to ask, do you recommend on the schedule a tour, uh, being that now the, the agent has this information, 
prior to having to ask the consumer directly on the phone, hey, when would you like to see this? Um, do you recommend so res responding to that via telephone or text? So you can really do it either way. Ultimately, you'll want to get them on the phone beforehand, mm -hmm. if at all possible, right? Sure. Uh, but if it doesn't happen immediately, that's okay, right? If you can, you can secure the appointment and then schedule a time to talk to them and call them. Um, but again, take a moment, check your schedule, organize the showing, and then do you update the consumer? Text first, follow up with a phone call, confirming the appointment. Again, the goal, you want to get them on the phone for that initial conversation where you can execute the ALM framework, appointment location motivation, right? The more tools that you have in your tool belt, the better it's going to be as you be begin to build that relationship. And then lastly, reach out with the reminders. Like I said, text reminder, hey, looking forward to it. If it is more than 24 hours away, you're going to wanna send another reminder the next day. And this is an important thing to note send a text. This is whether it's a schedule a tour or it's a contact agent. Send a text an hour before the appointment. Yes. Now, I, there's an important mind frame that I want the agent to, to consider and when having this conversation. I, I'll, I'll tell agents this all the time. If you don't lead the lead, the lead will lead you. And yes. most likely, they're going to lead you somewhere you don't want to go. So you want to lead the lead. So as an example, text them an hour before and you say something like, hey, I'm on my way to 123 Main Street. I look forward to meeting with you soon. Instead of saying something like, hey, are we still on for 3 p.m.? Right. 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 You want to lead the lead. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. I'm on my way to the property. You're taking charge. You're in control. So I'll again, tell you. I'll tell you what, what, what we do here. So I, I spend my day recruiting agents and I do the exact yeah. same thing with respect uh, to notifications and reminders. So the way I do it, and, and agents should really follow a very similar path. It's exactly what Chris just mentioned, which is the moment that I schedule an appointment with a prospective agent that might want to work at a firm, they immediately get a, a text message from me. Obviously, I've already talked to them on the phone. Um, we've confirmed it. And then they immediately get a text message saying, can't wait to see you at this time, at this date, this address, you know, et cetera. Then if it's more than 24 hours uh, from, that, from that point, then they get a reminder exactly 24 hours before in the, in, well, we send a text and an email, but, but it, which is probably a good idea to do as well as an agent. And you want to yeah. say, can't wait to see you. And, you know, and uh, we're, we're on for tomorrow at 3 PM, uh, you know, and then the same thing. And then an hour before we do the same thing. Can't wait to see you in an hour at this. And it also, it gives the the consumer an option to say, oh, wait a minute, I can't do that. And at least, you know, um, and yep. by sending these, yep. these reminders, you know, it's funny when I first thought about doing this, my dentist is the one that taught me to do this. My dentist does this. And I said, boy, you send a lot of reminders. And he said, it's, it's mine does too. Works. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I stole it from my dentist and, um, and, and I, and I started applying it about six or seven years ago here. And it's just been a, a godsend. And, and, you know, you, you might be thinking as you're listening, boy, that's a lot of reminders. And you know what? It isn't. It might seem that way, but people appreciate it. Now, if you're calling them three times, maybe that would be considered excessive just to remind them of the appointment. Right. But a text message is no big deal. And I never get complaints nope. from people. And I can't tell you how many times, and I meet with five to seven people a day of now virtually, but I cannot tell you how many people 
like an hour before that message goes out, all of a sudden goes, oh my gosh, something just came up. We need to reschedule. And I'm like, thank goodness, because now I can contact yep. them and say, no problem. We can reschedule. Um, it's a great, it's a great practice. Absolutely. We need to learn from those dentists. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, I, I know I know that we've really are just scratching the surface here of sort of how to how to work uh, a, a lead, a Zillow lead. Um, is there anything else that, and we we can do deeper dives, of course, in future episodes. But anything else that agents should know about the first conversation and connection with with a Zillow consumer? So I, I want to take note uh, and just talk for a minute about safety. Sure. Right, because sometimes agents aren't comfortable with meeting that perfect stranger at a property. Uh, and, and in some cases, some brokerages really frown upon it. And sometimes it's just not safe, right? Just plain yeah. is not safe. And so we found that meeting at a coffee shop or a neutral location is a great place to start. So a way that that could work, and again, just for the sake of silly role play that I'll just kind of you know, lay out for you, would be when you call John Doe back, right? And say, hey, John Doe, great news. I was able to confirm that appointment for 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, here's what I'd like to do. There's a great little coffee shop, three blocks from the property. Let's meet there at 2.30. We'll get you all set up for success. I look forward to meeting with you. Perfect. Right? Where, again, you are leading the lead. You're in charge and you're, you're laying out for them what the steps are going to be for this showing right? You're not asking them, hey, would you like to meet at a coffee shop beforehand? Because most likely in their mind, they're just tunnel visioned on wanting yeah. to see the property, right. right? But if you're able to just find a little place a few blocks in the property, right, you can simply just direct them and say, like, this is what I do as an agent. This is what, you know, where we're going to meet. And also and, too, as, as I'm thinking about it, the consumer, let's say the meeting is scheduled directly at the property and there is no pre-meeting um, in a public place that you know might make that person feel more comfortable. All of a sudden that consumer might be on their way to that, sh to that first showing and, and they think, wait a minute, what am I, I don't know this person. Maybe I, maybe I right. don't feel totally comfortable. I mean, I've spoken to them on the phone, but I mean, I don't really know who they are and that might exactly. create anxiety. It might, it might result in the person going, you know, I, I don't really know this person. I better, maybe I should, you know, and, and they may even cancel the appointment. So I think setting that neutral ground, that's, that's safe. It's also incredibly respectful of the other person's feelings, which you yes. then don't have to ask them, are you comfortable meeting with me at the property? Because that puts the person on the spot. You're not going to want to ask that. But if you say, Hey, I've got a great idea. I would love to meet with you just for a few minutes before the property at a coffee shop. So we can talk a little bit more. Um, I'll, you know, yep. treat you to a cup of coffee and I also can set, like you said, set you up for success. Um, yeah. But if you ask, you're right. The person can be like, let's just meet at the property, but maybe even on the way right. to the property, they're like, wait a minute, I, I don't know this person. Exactly. Exactly. So you're anticipating a lot of these situations in advance and, and you're, you're finding, you know, solutions for whatever, you know, whatever they might face, whatever feelings they might face going to that showing. Again, you are laying the groundwork for them. And that's where you lead the lead. So I think that's one thing I would say, you know, especially with COVID, uh, you know, state, local guidelines, everything is kind of up in the air right now when it comes to that. So if there's a situation where a consumer, you know, for whatever reason, they're unable to meet you at the property, utilize virtual tours, right? We have gotten uh, culturally used to 
virtual meetings now in a way that uh, we were had just started to before all this happened, right, with COVID. So uh, we're finding that people are buying houses sight unseen. And oftentimes agents are utilizing virtual tours. They're doing Zoom tours of properties, right? Sure. So they go to the home on behalf of the consumer who's interested and they simply just take their phone and they just do a Zoom meeting and they show the property that way. And for, for agents who work in like vacation areas, they're used to doing that, yeah, sure. right? Where there's out of town buyers, that's the stuff they do all the time. So ultimately it's speed the lead, meet with them face-to-face, -face, even if that face-to-face -face is virtual. Yeah, I, that is, it's such a great point. So if you, you know, for our listeners, if you do have a connection and the person goes, um, you know, um, I, I, or, or maybe for whatever reason, um, they're unable to go based on your, your state and, and local uh, guidelines around these types of, you know, visiting properties. Um, you can say, you know, um, if, if it's unable to, you know what I can do for you, Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, let me go to the property. We'll still schedule a meeting, but it will be virtual. And yep. I will walk through the entire property for as long as you need. We will go over every inch of this home to make sure it's the right fit for you. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a really great point. Um, and, and lastly, yep. and, and here's the go deal. Ahead, I'm sorry. Face to face. Oh yeah, no. With, with face to face, look. Most agents got into real estate because they're really, really good at working with people. Sure. Right. They shine when they're face to face with people. Their strength is not going to be uh, hanging out and having a 30 minute conversation with a perfect stranger on a phone. Right. So again, to to maximize and utilize the strengths of an agent, you got to get them face to face. And that's really the whole objective here that we're trying to do. And we're trying to do it quickly. And we have found through a lot of research that that's the thing that turns a connection into a client. You had actually brought up years, a couple in the last couple of years, you and I had brought a conversation around, um, around working internet leads effectively or working Zillow leads spe specifically how to work them effectively. And you had brought up a great, uh, a great analogy of getting into a, a ride share uh, situation yes, where that's right. you're, you're, you're getting into Uber or Lyft or, or whichever ride share service. And imagine if in, in this, I'm speaking as Chris, but imagine if you walked in uh, or got into to a car and they said, and you typically the way it works, at least here in Chicago is the person confirms that you're that person. And then they say, you're, you wanted to go to this place, right? And, and we go, yep. And then they just start driving. Um, it, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be very frustrated if the person then said, well, you know, are there any other, you know, what, what else are you, you know, I know you want to go here. Um, but before we do that, are, do, you know, and then start, I mean, it's sort of an absurd idea because you absolutely just want to go to that location and the person confirms it. Is that where you want to go? Great. Let's do it. And we're really yeah. talking about the same thing here. So imagine if you got in and all of a sudden had to engage with the driver and explain your motivation and explain all your previous history about why you're not driving there yourself or, you know, and why you have to use the service and, you know, Usually you just want to get there as quick as possible. So the same applies to, to working Zillow, uh, Zillow leads. Yeah, well, and, and here's the thing. Uh, there's parts of that that make me uncomfortable, but the reality is it's the consumer and it's, yeah. it's the mindset of the consumer and we can resist it, but our resistance is not going to change that culture. And that's just the consumer mindset, right? So you're exactly right. If you get in an Uber and you say, hey, I'm going to this restaurant. And they say, great. 
And they say, well, why are you going there? Who are you meeting with when you get there? How long are you planning on being there? Sure. All of a sudden you're, ah, oh, stop, right? You just take me to the restaurant. Now that those things could come up naturally in the car as you're driving there, yes. but it's not going to be the prerequisite to get in the car to go. Yeah, give the consumer what they want. And by the way, if you schedule the appointment and you then are, are contacting the consumer to get more information to make sure that you're able to, to meet that, that consumer with the, you know, the, the, the best information you have to meet their needs, if all of a sudden they say, you know, just so you know, I'm already working with another agent and I've signed an agreement to work with another agent, you can always cancel the appointment. But the, if yeah. the, and I say this to our, I have people that call realtors for me and schedule appointments. And I always say, just get the appointment. Even if it's at 10 o'clock at night, I can always reschedule it if I need to, yeah. or they can always yeah. reschedule it, but just get the appointment. 100%. Well, to wrap up, is if, if our listeners are interested in expanding their network um, and they're curious to learn more about advertising opportunities available in their area with Zillow, um, how do you suggest they reach out? I know you guys have multiple opportunities and platforms. Oh, are you there? I am. I, I lost internet might have cut out a little no bit. Problem. on you. Yeah. I was asking for our listeners, if there's anyone listening who says, you know, this, and by the way, what, what we've really done today is we have made that first contact a really, it's not, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's very simple. And if you stick to simple, then it will largely be very easy. If, if you overcomplicate it, you, you want to treat these calls very differently than you would uh, a different type of lead source. So we, what we've done is made this very, very simple and actionable. And almost if you just follow the steps, you're going to have success. So if anyone's out there who is listening, who would like to learn more about how to actually engage and, and, and receive some of these opportunities um, with Zillow. What, what's the best way they should, they should do that? Oh, you're back. Oh, yes. I don't know what happened. No problem. So I was asking if, we, if our listeners are interested in actually engaging with Zillow and, and if they're not currently um, you know, receiving these kind of connections from Zillow, what's the best way that they should explore those options? Yeah. So, you know, I would say maybe you've tried advertising on Zillow in the past, but you found you weren't equipped with how to be successful with these connections. And as you see, it takes some skill. It takes some finesse. Uh, maybe you've never even looked at opportunities that are available in your area. So I would suggest reaching out, keeping it real, zillagroup.com, and we will have our team connect with you and show you what advertising options are available for you in your area. And if you want some more information on our conversion playbook, uh, it's a resource we've made available to all agents. So check it out under Zillow Agent Resources. An easy way to access it is to simply Google Zillow Agent Resources. Uh, we have research, data, scripts, handouts, all kinds of equipment to uh, help agents be successful. So uh, again, if you're interested in learning more of advertising opportunities in your area, it never hurts out keeping it real at zillowgroup.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Thanks so everyone who's, everyone who's listening, take a minute, 
if you're driving, pull over to the side of the road uh, and, and grab, get your email out and just email keeping it real at zillowgroup.com, correct? And email them and they will get back to you and explore opportunities uh, within Zillow in your area. And they can find opportunities that you might not realize because you might be thinking, gosh, all of the biggest agents already have, have swallowed up all of the Zillow leads in my area. What you'll probably find is that is likely not the case. And Zillow has so many opportunities for you. Um, it is really remarkable the, the data they have and they can actually spend time with you and figure out there's, there's going to be areas where there's, there's an excess of leads that aren't being delivered to agents. So even if you think I'm in an area and there aren't any excess leads, reach out to Zillow. So just email them at keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com and Chris and his team will, will reach out and see if they can find some, some common ground. And the other thing too is, you know, this is something that we've done over 200 episodes here. We've spoken to top producers all over the country and a good number of them, a good more, way more than 50% of them uh, purchase leads or, or purchase connections uh, through advertising platforms like Zillow. Um, these are what top producers do. And what we're here to do is to show you how, you know, even if you're not a top producer right now, we're here to show you how the top producers do it. And it's actually a lot more simple than you think. Um, and so this is something that I really encourage everyone to, to check out. So email Zillow, keeping it real at zillowgroup.com. Uh, Chris, thank you once again for being on our show. Um, we, we really value the, the time you, you give to our audience. So on behalf of the audience, we thank you and, and all of Zillow for, for providing these resources. So, um, and again, you know, we want to also want to thank the audience for, for, for listening to our show, for supporting us. And we're going to ask everybody to please just think of one other agent that is looking to get to that next level that is just looking for that little piece of information on how to do it and send them a link to the show. Um, maybe it's somebody who hasn't explored working with Zillow before, or maybe they have and, and they want to do more, but reach out to them, send them this link. We are so lucky on our podcast to have Zillow as, as a partner with us to help bring this information to agents nationwide. So reach out to them. They're, they're a great company. They, they do a lot of really wonderful things and they want you to succeed because they want you to use their platform and consumers are already using it. So guys, reach out to Zillow. Um, Chris, we will see you on, on another episode. Uh, thank you again for, uh, for, your, for your kind uh, patience with us and, and really exploring all this in detail for our agents um, and our listeners. So thanks. So we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks so much, DJ.